Everybody, welcome to another insomnative show to be with Mike G, the show of life, the show of Mississippi, the show of Pilates, the show of Old Miss Celiacs, Drinkwell. A lot of great things in this chat today with Republic National Distribution Companies, Craft Specialist, a mouthful there, everybody, Carly Dunavant. Known Carly f- for quite some time, ever since she was working at Drinkwell. All those years ago, but I had very little understanding of her past and the fight that broke out at Tales of the Cocktail this summer. So without further ado, I hope you guys enjoy this chat with Carly Dunavant. I drink so much more really? than I did when I was bartend because I, since I lived in Austin, I pretty much only worked in places where you don't drink at work. Yeah, you're and not allowed so to, right? you're not allowed to. And up until up until a year and a half ago, I taught Pilates almost full time on top of I was bartending. The plank so, challenge, I remember. Yeah, this so thing. I would teach four to six classes a day. Um then go to work so i didn't you know i didn't meet for, and have beers before lunch or before work right and then i would get off work and have to drive home and so i didn't you know and didn't go out yeah so it's actually not a lot of drink because you you're so maybe two days early. a week i'd go out for drinks i yeah. might have a glass of wine when i got home now with my job it's like that's part of my job yeah. is to go to my accounts drink the drinks they have on their menu Drink the products that I'm talking about at the oh, time. Oh man! So it's. Did you I'm, know that going in that like your lifestyle yeah, would shift like that? No, I was totally like in, in my mind. I was like, I'm gonna have a job. It's gonna be from nine to six it's every be a day. Job. I'm gonna be a regular guy. And then my, I think my second month on the job, I scheduled not necessarily promos, but events. Yeah. Almost every weekend, and then I realized how much I hated that. I was like, "What are you doing?" Oh man! Like now, your Saturday is not your Saturday, right? You know, and then we go through this turmoil thing of, "Oh man, I didn't hit enough accounts this week. Let's, I didn't see enough of my people." And I'm, "Hey, Sean, you want to go?" And he's like, "No." Like, let's have the weekend. Like, for let's us, do our right? thing. Yeah, like, exactly. let's not go to your account and you sit and talk to the bartender for an hour. Yeah. Plus. Depending on where you go, most bartenders don't have time to even talk to you on no, the weekends. Right, absolutely. It's a terrible time. So yes, yeah, so, it's real early, right? But otherwise, it's ter- it's terrible. So yeah, I've got to figure it out when this once September rolls around and I'm drinking again because I'm not planning on not drinking forever. Well, it's it's, it's almost thirty days. Yeah. yeah, like you can't even maintain right. that. Yeah. So I've got to figure out that I need to go home, eat dinner, right, and then go back out Man. because I want to continue eating dinner at home because we're saving a ton of money sure and it's a nice experience to sit down with your loved oh, yeah. one right and they just kind of sit there calibrate for the day 
I got a whole chicken in the crock pot right there you now. Go. Brilliant. Then I'm gonna make chicken stock with the stuff that's left. Yeah. You know, so it's it's plus I love to cook. I used to cook. I was back at the house for a little bit. Were you really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. And I love it. I mean, if I always said if it paid better. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I can no. understand some of the decision is yeah. shifting them from behind yeah. the bar. So all right, so we, we you know we're in this current chapter talking about Republic. We're drinking Lacroix. Or the crach, depending how you want to talk about La Croix. it. <laughs> <laughs> Croix, something there, thereof. But you are, from what I understand, because we met years ago now when you were working at Drink Bowl, but Southern girl. Yeah. Yes. So, which, but you're from which? I'm from, so I'm from Memphis, That's but I thought, moved okay. here from Oxford, Mississippi. Okay. So if you said I'm from Mississippi, I would take that. You'd too. be all right with it. So I you're mean, born in, born in born Tennessee. In Tennessee. How long were you? There, I mean, approximately. Well, I it's confusing because I we lived in Tennessee yeah. until I was, I don't know, seven or eight. Oh, okay. But then yeah. we moved to Mississippi. But I still went to school in Tennessee. How long because, was the? How? How'd you? Because that? it's it's. I mean, it's a thirty minute. Oh, drive. that's it. That's it. Oh, so, so I you're went to close to the So border. yeah, once once went to private school, and so we yeah. we drove oh, to school. Okay. So we were right there on the border. My parents live. One mile from State Line Road. Oh, that's fair then. Yeah, yeah so, so you can see to... Tennessee from their backyard. Okay. So, but it was cheaper to live in Mississippi. Sure. And then when I decided to go back to college for the millionth time. Wait, 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 hang on. So, <laughs> <laughs> so private school all the way up into K through right. twelve, the whole thing. I went to public school in Mississippi from third grade up to eighth grade, okay. and then back. To private school really so started in private school public school back then to back to school. private how would yeah. uh, what to, to your liking what was kind of the main difference for you is it socially that different i mean i i don't i just went public school i'm a gritty guy well no i think private school the classes are smaller teachers are definitely more involved yeah. with your life because they have to be but it's good for you was it i mean was that good i mean for it was you? really good for me like i think I think the what I was forced to be around was a little different. All the problems are still the same. Sure. It's just at private school you have to hide them more. Why is that? Like because they'll kick you out. Oh, you know, I see. so you have to be really secretive about all of the things. So it teaches you how to uh, be sneaky. Uh, oh, because, good. Because <laughs> you're in a you know you're in a private environment. So if anybody you know you can't all the things that kids do. Right. They have to hide. I you know, see. So, so like smoking and that, that kind smoking, of smoking, drinking, getting knocked up. Right. You know. As you do. They send you away in private school. In public school, it's just like, oh, she's in eighth well, grade. She's, uh, she's, she's the eighth third grade. trimester, guys. <laughs> Pregnant cheerleader. <laughs> Whatever. She can't yeah. be on top of the pyramid anymore. You know, it's, it's cool. We'll put her at the bottom fine. until she's <laughs> she going into labor. It. It's totally yeah, fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, they so, did yeah. cover that stuff up. Was, do you feel like the the sense of like actually getting an education and becoming smarter is better in private school? Uh, I mean, I can only compare it to the options that I had, and I would say that the professors that I that I had in high school yeah. were all amazing. You know, I mean, That's I good. definitely taking. You know, I wouldn't have had the option to go through pre cal right in a public in the public school where I could yeah, have gone absolutely. But you know, so or the, in the, the same way, and the know. setup was better. You know, I mean, I didn't end up doing college in a traditional way. Yeah, but they had counselors and were very focused on making sure that all of the kids applied to college and started kind of looking at that track by 
end of ninth yeah, grade. You know, seed, you start like really, really planning college at that point. I mean, I went to a Christian college my first semester. Which, uh, which Christian college? There's lots of them, right? Like, which oh, one there are lots. <laughs> oh, no, this was a good one. Uh, Harding University in Harding. S- Searcy, Arkansas. I've heard, why have I heard of Harding? People get killed there or something? Um, MTV was banned. There <laughs> I don't know. We go. That M- sounds about right. MTV was banned from the city. Yeah. And it's a dry county. Oh, Jesus. So the closest the closest place you go to have fun is Little Rock. Oh, man. Well, Just, Little Rock's not yeah, too Little Rock's bad. nice. Yeah. But yeah. Was that, was that, is that like a product that were your parents relatively strict Christian parents? Oh, yeah. or, oh really? What denomination? If you uh, Church of Christ. I don't know. So the, Church of Christ is going to, I mean, I don't even know. It's very similar to Southern Baptist. Okay. Okay. So super conservative. There Good was, balls. Like yeah. nice Southern. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we went to church on Sunday mornings, yeah. Sunday nights, and Wednesday nights. God, I remember Wednesdays. I Lo- did go, but I just saw the signs. All the yeah. Time. Lots of Wednesday night church. Um, always had to wear a dress. Finally, by the time I was in the eighth grade, we were allowed to start wearing pants. Okay. But like khakis or jeans? Like we could wear difference. jeans on Wednesdays, not on Sundays. Amazing. I mean, Do you wear jeans on Sundays now? I hope. I don't really wear jeans. Okay, so fair enough. I wear jeans. It's like, too hot. Yeah. <laughs> what about jean shorts then? Yeah, jean shorts, fine. Okay, good, good. I mostly I mostly wear dresses though. Yeah, but that's that. You know, that's kind of nice because maybe that's a product of that yeah. kind of just classical style and everything. So, is it? How's dating go then? Because that's what I, I've watched lots of movies. I know how those dads are. I don't have any kids, but. Are you even able to bring like a dude into the house on a proper date? Uh, I had boyfriends in high school, but right. but we didn't really, you know, we would meet at friends' houses, that kind of thing. Of I course. mean, it wasn't. I, I think by the time I, I had a serious boyfriend when I was a senior, and he was older, and but my parents really liked him. Uh, his mom was a school teacher. Uh, okay, okay. And so that you know that was that was fine, and by that point they'd sort of kind of. Loosened up the noose on me a little bit. Do you have any siblings? I have an older brother. Is that why they loosened up? I think so. I mean, because I was fairly well behaved. I mean, he makes all the mistakes. Then you kind of benefit from it. And it wasn't that I didn't make mistakes. I was just smarter at making them and I never got caught. That's pretty good. Or manipulative. I I don't know. Oh, no, it's probably totally manipulative. I'm probably a sociopath. But you never got knocked up. (laughs) Correct. So I don't think so. Success. (laughs) If there's yeah. one, one, <laughs> one criteria yes. for being successful as a young woman. In yes, I made it all the way through high school without getting knocked up. That was huge. Even well, through really? college. I mean, this whole time, I'm still doing good. Still not knocked up. I'm still not knocked up. Well, I'm creeping up college towards 40. I think it's on the downhill slide now. I think it's probably not oh, an wait, option. That's true. I think there's I'm now, issue. it's like, oh, no, can't do that anymore. <laughs> well, so on that, you know, like, is family a thing? Is it something you want to do? You know, my whole life I thought I'm going to be a wife and a mother, and then, well, not my whole life. Let me let me let me rephrase that. Most of my childhood and very young adult life, and then probably by 22, 23, it was I want to get married. Sure, I absolutely don't want to have children. Really, and Even then, then and then now it's kind of once a month. I'm like that's kind of cool, and then it's a nice hobby. Yeah, and then things happen. I turn on the news. Donald Trump runs for president. I'm like, I can't have children. I've, I've lost like all hope. I can't have I don't children. Want my kid walking around in that. Kind yeah, of I was like, I can't have children. Yeah, and no, I, I totally. I'm, I feel the same way. It's like, oh, I'll just start a business instead. Yeah, I mean, that'll rob me of money too and make yeah. me old. 
it's all fine. And you'll, you'll share in the joys. That's how careers are. Right. right. And my brother has two kids and divorce and all that stuff. Really? And it just sucks. So I was like, I don't, I mean, and, and it's happens with everyone. I'm sure. like, I just oh, don't yeah. want to. Stay clear of it then. Well, so yeah. how was that college experience going back to Harding University? What did had you picked? Was this you focused on kinesiology at this point? Then no. Or? So, <laughs> uh, lots of majors. I'm waiting for the jumping around here. Yeah, now. lots of majors, um, lots of college. So no, I started. My mom's an interior designer, and so that's what oh, I. Oh, she I, still do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. So I thought that's what I wanted to do. So I went to school for interior design. Did, real quick, did you enjoy designing women? Which is one of my favorite shows. Absolutely. <laughs> the sugar bakers. Julia. Julia, you know that Julia, um, not Julia. What's the other one? Why do I always forget her name? Delta Burke. I just remember the actress's name. I don't remember. Well, Delta Burke, but what's the sister? I can't remember. Um, damn it. I remember Meshach Taylor. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Anyway. But yeah, so was life like that? That that's what I learned from CBS. On oh yeah, no, I mean, well, that's what I probably would have ended up doing. You Mm. know. Picking out linens and curtains and wall color and all that, which is super amazing because it surprises me and it still surprises me on a daily basis that people can't do that on their own. It is they right. They they cannot. You tell them, hey, that poster over there, it's you know pink and silver, and it would look really good on a blue wall. And they're like, I can't even. They can't even see. You blew my mind. I can't even see what color. They can't even imagine the color pink. Right. They don't. They can't. I don't know. Or they walk into a room and they have a couch and a chair and a table and they don't know where to put it. They're like, I can't. (laughs) You know. So, but I was super interested in lighting design. Like I really wanted to do lighting design for buildings. Yeah. For restaurants. Yeah. More commercial is what you know, kind of where I thought I was going to go, and. So I went through my first semester at Harding, decided not to go back after a semester. It was okay. very strict. We had curfew during the week at 11. Really? In and college? curfew on the weekends at midnight. God. I had to get permission from my parents, and they had to call to let them know I was coming home anytime I wanted to go home on the weekend, which was an, two hours away. That's like and, a prison. Oh, no, it was terrible. Like, one night I left my book in my car, uh-huh. And they wouldn't let me go back out to get it to study for a test because it was after curfew. Are you kidding me? We did. They had bed check every night. And of course, you know, we had RAs right. who would check and they were miserable people who were. They sound miserable. Well, I mean, Just... they were probably kids who were bullied yeah. in high school and now they have power, mm. which are, which is so scary. Paying it forward. No. Yeah. So <laughs> they, you know, and. So that what, was what is the point like why why would any establishment of higher education be like the Stanford prison experiment? Like why would you have so many rules? What do you think you're really stopping? Oh, you're not stopping anything. It's forcing it forces kids to get married early oh. because they're like I can't be alone in a room. You know, boys couldn't could come into our lobby and right. that's as far as they could come you know that's crazy and boys didn't have the same rules they technically had the same curfew right. but all my friends would they'd skateboard past my room uh, they went to see uh, sonic youth one night on a oh, wednesday yeah. in little rock and they were throwing rocks up at our dorm room and they're like yeah we're headed to little rock and i'm like god yeah, i'm stuck here god. i can't i can't even open the door to look outside because the alarm like they would set the alarm and the alarm would go off for the whole building jesus yeah is it it, was, do you think it's the same? Think anything has changed? I doubt it. I yeah. mean, 
Sexism is alive and well in the South. Yeah. It's crazy. I I'm mean, just glad. I'm going to put it out there. I'm glad I'm a guy sometimes. Oh, yeah. And I'm not glad other times. But, so, the, I mean, but, but definitely the rules were different for women. And part of why I chose not to go back was I, I, I created a little bit of ruckus. Not... Could you describe the ruckus? And it wasn't, it's it's the, <laughs> it's going to be, you're going to be like, what? <laughs> so women were not allowed to pray in front of men. What? Most of the time they're praying for the man to be better because they're right. dicks. Right, so, yeah, true. <laughs> but we weren't allowed to say prayer in front of men. Like we could have meetings and pray as women, but women couldn't lead. In the Church of Christ, women were not allowed to lead men in any sort of worship. What the? So, oh, man. So every time, and in all of my classes, because it's a religious school, right? we would pray before class started. And so for weeks and weeks, when the teacher would say, who would like to pray? I would just start praying. And then the only way they could figure out how to kind of get around it was that they would have a man pray after me oh my to sort of clean it up. So I got called into the the women's dean. So we had two deans. We had a dean for the ladies right? because clearly a man couldn't be a dean over a woman. So we no, had the women's dean and the men's dean. Oh my and, God. you know, they asked. And finally, it was becoming such an issue that just – I'm not going to go back to school here. I'm not clearly not going to change any policies, right? Other than just get myself well, expelled. They haven't changed them since no. the 18th century. So how yeah, could so, you come in? So I should change? probably stop. And I didn't even care about praying. Like it wasn't like <laughs> it was, it was just the principle thing, right? yeah. of I want to pray now because I'm told I can't pray. God, that's so yeah, weird. it's real weird. So then, are you are you done with college? I guess I know you're not done with college because you mentioned it, but. I would be disenfranchised, be like, fuck this higher higher ed stuff. Like, I'm going to go sling drinks. Yeah, so I stayed a semester, went home at Christmas, and then went to community college for a semester, then went back to the University of Memphis in the fall, that following fall semester, and did back on the interior design track. Okay, okay. And then that's when, um, basically, my professor said, you have a great eye for design. Right you can't draw worth shit and you'll <laughs> never make it. Jesus, really? Which is that, true which I because, liked, I mean, that's I mean and I so appreciated funny. it because yeah. I couldn't, because in, at University of Memphis, you it was an, it's an art degree. Okay. So you have to take oh, all of these all art of classes Jeez. to go through. And I, you know, I tried and I would, I, any of the mixed media stuff I could really get behind, but yeah. the basic just 101 Draw a Here's a picture of some roses. Now draw that. I'd be like, oh yeah, I can't do that. Wow. So and then the little things like drafting. We had to write the like they do in architecture school. You have to write the alphabet uh-huh. in a perfectly straight line I can't with the that. letters, and I couldn't. Man, so is that? A, were you upset that maybe it wasn't going to work out like that? Yeah, I mean, I think I'm more... it's like a legacy in a way, right? Right, and I think I'm more upset about it now because it's something I probably could have gotten better at. Sure. But I also was kind of lazy and didn't really want to try that hard. That's fair. And I worked the whole time I was in school, so every time I was like, well, I'll just work. I'll make more money. What were you doing? And work. At that time, I worked... Oh, I I worked in retail. Ah, retail. My first retail job was Gadzooks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Used to fold a lot of t-shirts for that sure. t-shirt wall. You have to. You it know. gets so 
messed up with the kids coming in to get <laughs> and then i worked at this retail store that we worked on commission and i worked in a really nice neighborhood and i made 18 dollars an hour Ooh. at 19 years old that's pretty good that's good money yeah were you so at that point like eight you said 18 are is probably 19 but 18 like, 19 like do your does your family drink or you're drinking or thinking about booze or anything at this i point? mean i drank a little bit in high school just you know i had my my trip out in the woods drinking Zima. Sure. It's like, good. Like you do. It's real good. Yeah. Tastes amazing coming back up <laughs> yeah. nine Zimas later. You enjoy it twice. You're like, oh, this is <laughs> terrible. Uh, but I didn't, I wasn't a big drinker. Like yeah. it wasn't something I even thought about. I really cared about. My parents did not ever drink in front of me. But they did drink. Well, I later I found out. Oh, I see. Okay. You know. Cl- cl- I mean, I did, once we found my friend Shannon and I, found their bottle of white Zinfandel Uh-oh. like way up like in the cabinet yeah. where no one goes above the refrigerator right back behind the things uh-huh. move the plant and I try <laughs> I, a bottle of Zinfandel for white white Zinfandel <laughs> and so I I cooked chicken and we set the table my parents were gone for the night and we tried to drink white Zinfandel and it, but we didn't know to chill it oh so no. we were just drinking hot white Zinfandel Ugh. eating grilled chicken that i didn't cook all the way through oh geez that was really die no, you I right? no i was fine oh, man. it was just bad i think the hot white zen <laughs> oh, with the chip maybe it kills all the germs Probably. in the chicken that you didn't cook i like the name hot white zen though that's not a bad <laughs> band name i i suspect that a few good band names will surface from this Probably. conversation hot I, white I hope. Zen. Yeah. i hope so so ultimately like you know as the, that that college chapter kind of ends did you finish up not for a long time. So I stopped going to school. I moved. So I was, I moved to Athens, Georgia for R. summer. R. Bitches. Sorry. I, just, <laughs> I said that the I other did. day too. Someone said, well, I'm from Athens. I'm like, oh yeah, R. bitches. R. Like I'm in the crowd saying this. I'm an yeah. adult and I act like a child. It's horrible. It's okay. They're a great band. We're, we're our children. Yeah, that's true. That's what keeps us young anyhow. Yeah. I had friends that lived there and was like, yeah, why not? Moved there for a summer, lived in some hippie's house, sublet it for the summer. It was disgusting. Sure. Probably smells. Smelled bad, covered in fleas. They were going oh, to, because they took their giant furry dogs, you know, whatever, some big yeah, wolf yeah, yeah. style dog that they had and took it out to Montana to work for some camp for the summer. It was awful. Good like, experience being an athlete? Oh, I loved like it. would be cool. I yeah. loved it. I mean, I saw tons of great music. Oh, man. Ate Great food, met some really cool people. I worked in a futon store and at the movie theater. So that's great. So yeah, as of when Star Wars, the Phantom Menace came out, came out, which was like what two thousand two thousand ninety nine ninety nine. Because I moved back because I was in Memphis for the for two thousand. But yeah, yeah. So I stayed there just for the summer, moved home, and worked a little bit longer. And that's and then I got poached from my retail job. To go open this restaurant, and that really? was my that was my first job. So, like, you got a good job. personality. Maybe you can sling some food. Yeah, the guy I ate lunch at this place two or three times a week, and he was like, "You know, you could wait tables and make a lot more money." And we're opening a restaurant in the cool area, M- Midtown in right. Memphis. Uh, you should you should come wait tables, and so I did, and that's how it all started. No kidding. Waiting tables at a at a brewery, and I don't drink beer, but I don't either. But you, but it, it, kind of at a brief aside, there's a couple reasons you don't drink grainy stuff, right? 
Right. I recall. Like, is yeah. It... So I have celiac. Celiac. Okay. So. Like and, legit. Yeah. So r- real quick with the people that are like, oh, I ate this piece of bread. My tummy hurts. Like, is that frustrating for you? Like actually having a legitimate. I think it's only, I mean, I always, if something makes someone feel better, then they shouldn't do it. Like, right. like they should stick with that. So if not eating gluten or dairy, even if you're not, don't have some actual physical disease right. to it, then don't do it. Yeah, placebos are great. But but making it a really big thing yeah. and talking about it, but still being like, oh, yeah, I can't have it, but I'm going to have beer anyway. You know, and I've done it too. I've been drunk and been like, oh my God, I have to eat this pizza right now. Oh, and then I'm sick good. for weeks. Yeah. And it's miserable and it's like painful. You actually have repercussions. Right. It's not just like, oh, I feel bloated. No, like I get really sick and feel bad and my joints hurt and and it's just it's stupid it's destroying your body yeah. so so yeah so that but i didn't know that for a long time so i would really try to drink like beer just always made me really but sick. i also didn't drink a lot of it i just never enjoyed it yeah especially I those i mean i know it's don't get mad i know it's super cool but all those very crafty beers that are <laughs> i drink a bourbon damn it so and high that's it so. like beer that's so high in alcohol yeah and just bitter you know it's like a rite of passage to yeah, drink like, it yeah it's like, oh you don't like ipas mm. Mm. <laughs> well you can't listen to sonic youth anymore right it's like mm, no it's so and, stupid though yeah but that's but you drink bourbon yeah yes so that kind of brings up the int- like you drink bourbon, I drink bourbon. People that uh, have gluten, quote unquote, gluten intolerance, they can drink bourbon. Yeah. They'll well, be just I mean, fine. let's let's be honest. Everything is everything that is distilled <laughs> is gluten free. It's. I mean, I had I had a girl come up to me at the when I was at the JW Marriott, mm-hmm. tell me that she could only have. Um, I can't wait. She for could this. only have. She couldn't. She couldn't have corn, so she was trying to find a spirit that was gluten free uh-huh. because she can't. Because she also can't have corn, and it was rupturing my mind <laughs> because I didn't. Because Just give her a shit ton of mezcal. To yeah, so I'm like, way, so right? tequila. Like you can have. Te- she said, but I don't really like tequila. Oh God. I'm like, well, I honestly have no idea. Yeah. If you can't have corn and you won't drink wheat weeded spirit, anything. right so yeah. there's no corn no wheat no gin pretty much and rum, i guess maybe yeah rum but she didn't like tequila and it was one of those moments where you know you're super busy and this person has this question and you're really trying to be patient yeah she's like i'll just have a glass of wine and i was like oh thank god because <laughs> i just i didn't want to get i mean i didn't want to get into it yeah one one like legit non-poser to another. Yeah. Because I've had plenty of people tell me, oh, I'm allergic to gin. I'm like, oh, I wonder what of the non-allergens in gin you're allergic to. Or if it's just a somatoform, somatoform which you feel like you're allergic to it. Right. So you are. Or I guess I suppose that could be hypochondria too. I mean, is- it's probably people drank gin. It made them feel weird. Right. Because they drank some crappy gin and they drank 12 drinks yeah. you know it's like you're not allergic to fault. i'm not it's not my fault yeah i only drank 12 drinks yeah yeah right of course you got you got drunk and you feel bad and probably what you're allergic to is really crappy tonic yeah like those, the those sugar and, and the, the bags like oh, the soda in a bag it's yeah yeah i'm 
I'm allergic to that. <laughs> I am actually because it's so gross. No, yeah. but yeah. So people, oh, I mean, allergic by grossness. Yes, by that's, grossness. That's I a am, whole different thing, though. But people, people decide. You know, I, I used to get really mad at people and their gluten, their gluteny troubles, and now it's just like <laughs> they're gluteny. Well, I'm like, <laughs> whatever. If it makes you feel better yeah, to say to be to be this way, it's like straight edge when I was a kid. Like oh, as wait. Long were you, as you straight feel, edge? N- mm, maybe, but do you have any ta- straight no, edge I don't tattoos? Have tattoos? I won't. I won't get tattoos. But it's like one of those things where it's like whatever makes you feel better than other people because you feel like you're better than other people, right? It's like oh, I've got more control because like I'm not gonna eat gluten. Gluten makes me whatever the whatever. Yeah. It, it's it's a nice phenomenon and we love this. It's like well, I won't drink that because that's bad or I won't do this or that. And it's just a way of feeling superior. Yeah. So I feel like I have to go in with a disclaimer a lot of times. Like I go to have dinner. I'm like, okay, so, because I was at Pesce on Friday night and I, there were no seats at the bar. So I had to order from a server and she doesn't know me. So I'm, so can you tell me what on your entree menu is gluten-free and let me clarify this. I don't choose this. Yeah. This isn't just for fun. I actually <laughs> have I actually have to. If I could order a large pizza and crush it in my bed, I totally would do that. So I mean yes, that's always I always try to say something kind of funny and be like, you know, this is what I'd rather be doing, but yeah. I have to. And she's like, okay, I won't. Cause I because I also don't want my food made with hate. Sure. Because I feel like you there's never so much know it's in the sauce. Then. I feel like there's so much <laughs> hatred behind gluten free. Oh, it is. It's got that, the whole other thing that now. I want to create a little card and like pass off. Like this is what what is actually wrong with me. Yeah. I really love gluten and give the chef a high life with it. Yeah. You know, or a little. Um, maybe I'll start carrying around more little mini bottles. <laughs> and just slide it off, and it's like so that, no gluten for me, but plenty of gluten for you, and and bribe them so yeah. that they. Cause I don't know. I feel I. It's probably really stupid, but I feel a difference when my food is made by someone, especially when you're eating a nice dinner. When they're pissed off about having to make a special dish for no, you, no, it's true. I feel like your food note. I feel like well, when that plate comes out, a cocktail or a beautiful plate of food is an expression of one's inner emotional connection with said medium if they're pissed it's gonna taste pissed yeah if they're happy and content and passionate it's gonna taste exactly yeah like i don't want that. your pissed off food <laughs> don't want the pissed off no. anything it's all horrible does that kind of translate to when you're not selling but when you're talking about spirits with people too do, do bars give you that same shit about oh is it gluten-free here i mean some people do i think i mean most of my accounts the people that i see on a regular basis they know yeah um but it's it's funny because I read a lot of selling points, right. not just on the brands that I sell, but brands in general. Sure. And there's so many people. That's their marketing tool right now. That's like it so is stupid. Stoli just came out with a gluten-free vodka. It is labeled. The, vo- the bottle is green. It has... The same base distillate as the other stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's corn. Yeah. But I think... And, you know, they did a bunch of research and apparently that's what millennials want. They want... They want things to say gluten free. It's complete. All right, can I? I'm gonna say this because no, you I, I've got complete liberty to do whatever I want in my own home. It is fucking rubbish. <laughs> it is total rubbish. Like, well, guys, Bill down in marketing told us that gluten free is the new wave of food culture and cocktail. Like, it's not. It's fast fashion. 
It's like Olestra, which I was just talking about the other night. Oh my God, I forgot about Olestra. Exactly, where you Didn't shit that make out you your poop fat. all the time. That's right. Like, seems like a good, a good Wait, idea. Wait, wasn't Olestra like on the chips? It said anal leakage. Like, wasn't there were that some a. warnings, yeah. <laughs> <The back laughs> of, of those lace chips, like Zima, right? Mm. People want clear, crisp malt beverages. No, they don't. Or it would still be around. Yeah. To, to invest that much money in this. Clear Pepsi's out. But clear Pepsi is awesome, though. See, no, it's weird. I loved it then. I loved it now. I don't know if it's because I'm trying to be ironic or what, but I really like it. It tastes good. We should see if they still have some. I think so. I saw someone had a picture of it. Weird. But anyway, like, there's all this money drawn into it. It's like, oh, yeah, gluten-free spirits. That's what it is. You're right. Marketing sells, but I'll tell you what. It's not making the money long-term that people need it to. Well, it's no. Just trying to... At the end of the day, Tito's was crazy successful because they were the first. You can't ever be the first if you're not the first. Right. So they were the first. And so Tito's wife, Lori, used mm -hmm. to take Pilates from me. No, no kidding. And she wasn't my client, but when the lady I worked for would travel, I would train her. And she's hilarious. And I asked her, I was like, okay, so what's the deal? What's right. the real deal with this giant gluten-free labeling because it's been yeah. that label has been on there since quite a while before this gluten-free craze happened and right. she said she, they were actually approached by the celiac foundation and so they had to take that vodka through a ton of tests sure and fda all that kind of stuff and then start labeling it gluten-free for like actual celiac right. people before it became this thing like, oh, I think I've got that. Right. Because with the, the celiac foundation, you know, in their mind, even though they know distilled spirits are gluten free, it's they can for them to say it is a hundred percent. No, there's no margin of error here. It has Which to there's come. There's still always a margin of error. Right. No matter it, what. But it has yeah. to come from a non gluten base. Right. And so that they didn't it wasn't Tito's idea. They came to him. They came to That's him. That's crazy. That's interesting. And then, so now everybody's just trying to jump on that train. It's like everybody's trying to jump on that fireball train. Right. Like, Honey whiskey. I mean, we don't need it anymore. We don't. Don't we fire didn't me the for saying one. that. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> you got a good portfolio as it is. Right. It doesn't have to change or be saturated no. with other, you know, redundant. But everybody's doing it. Everybody's, everybody's, oh, fireball was super successful. Let's make more fireball. Right. And it's like, well. You remember the band Bush? Yes. Okay. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make more Bush. There you go. Exactly. Like, yeah. And I got no problem with it. But it's, it's, it, it absolutely feels disingenuous and uh, contrived. I'll put it that way. Yeah. So I will say I got super excited. I'm not a huge drinker of Fireball. Yeah. But in the... I think soon they're going to be releasing. They started doing boxed Fireball. Oh, so you really? You can actually buy a box of it. See, that makes sense. So, and I love that. I That's think it's such a great idea. idea. That's a great idea. Do, reduce it to the market that it is and that it is a called party. Firebox. Yeah, Firebox. Brilliant. <laughs> Super awesome. My Amazon Fire TV dispenses <laughs> yeah. Fireball. No, that's actually not yet. It would just break. But so it seems like. You know, you're doing this academia thing. You're kind of working in retail. You enter into the hospitality industry. What is the, because we're talking about health. We're talking about celiacs. We're talking about gluten-free. Don't even get me started on people saying, oh, but uh, gluten-free vodka has less calories. Like, it does not have less calories. That is absolutely absurd. 
when did you get interested in the kinesiology is more about the body and, and health and all of that, right? So what was that moment like? That was, so, you know, I kind of bounced around from 22 up until about 28. Mm-hmm. I would take a few classes and I had no idea when I wanted to get a degree. Were you still in, in Memphis? In Memphis. Yeah. So I'd take a few classes and I wouldn't go to school for a semester. And then I'd take a few more classes and then I would drop out in the middle of semester and still have student loans um, that I was paying on that semester <laughs> yeah. because I was working, you know, full time. And then, you know, it was, I lived in an apartment, had roommates and had fun and waited tables. It's good times. I mean, it, it was awesome. Worked in a restaurant where I had to wear a wig for a little while. Uh, what color wig? Uh, they made them to match our hair because oh, it's called good. the beauty shop. Ah, I see. And so we wore these beehives. Clever, real clever. Yeah. Like Pulp Fiction. Yeah. It feels like, yeah. It was, I made great money. It was a real big pain. They have a $5 milkshake? They had a $7 milkshake. Oh, shit, it's <laughs> yeah. even better. Yeah, you had, to, you had to rip people off there. No, but it was great. <laughs> Still love the woman who owns it. She's been one of my biggest supporters, like, I could put her on any resume still and she would sing my praises. That's amazing. But yeah, so when I, I left Memphis when I was 28 and moved to Oxford to open a Pilates studio with someone. So I'd gone through my Pilates certification. Really? Okay, okay. During that time and was teaching in Memphis, bartending at, or waiting tables at night. I didn't start bartending until I moved uh, to Mississippi. And she opened a second studio in Oxford and asked if I wanted to go. And I'd just gone through this really bad breakup. Yeah. And decided. Needed to walk away from something. I was like, it is time. Yeah. Like, it's time for me to go. So I hadn't moved there intending to go back to school. I just moved there to open the studio. And I was maybe there four months. And it was my first experience really living on a real college campus, even though I was eight years older than the average student. Doesn't matter. Eventually my my cousin there. actually started school. So when I was ended up going to Ole Miss. My cousin started her real freshman year when I started, and I started over. Oh, I didn't transfer any credits. I just, just wanted to start first. over. Really? Because I was going to have to take so many classes anyway because I knew I wanted to do kinesiology, yeah. and I had no science classes. I gotcha. And no... So I just started over from Teaching from Pilates. Yeah, so I was teaching Pilates. Going to Ole Miss, and then I started bartending. Well, I started barbacking, actually. I got a barbacking job at this bar, and I think I barbacked for two months. And then, then they gave me, they threw me some happy hour shifts. Sure, you know, no, just she, she needs some shifts. Gave me some happy hour shifts, and then within six months, I had my regular schedule. I only worked three nights a week. Oh wow! And made around three hundred to four hundred dollars. So night. you're doing that, and then teaching Pilates, right? Because you have your certification. Mm-hmm. So it's this nice kind of contrast of black right. and white. And like you said, if it was anything like it was when you're in Austin, you still can make time to go out in the early in the morning, still do the Pilates classes. You're just making money. You're not right. getting booze. You're not drinking everything. Well, so then it begs the question, so how long were you doing that in Mississippi? I was there for five years. So I graduated in three. So I went back to school mm-hmm. and, I mean, went full time, went in the summer and graduated. I think I was, yeah, I was just... I mean, I just turned 31 oh, when wow. I graduated. I had I didn't realize this happened so much later. Yeah. Yeah. And my last, I mean, it was, there were parts of it that were horrible, like taking physics at 29. Yeah. And hadn't done a class like that in Ever, forever. Probably. Yeah. You know, I mean, 
and sitting down like the actual physics class was easy the physics lab not so much was so hard and then studying with a bunch of kids who like hey can we meet up to study and they're like yeah but we've got our sorority meeting <laughs> oh. I mean, well, it can't a, mean the morning I'm teaching a, a Pilates a, class. Yeah, it was a very different. It was a very different culture. I mean, my stuff I just wasn't used to. I mean, the guy that I studied with for my chemistry final, I texted him. I was like, "Hey, man, our finals starting. Where are you?" And he's like, "Oh," calls me. Oh man, I wrecked my truck on the way back from hunting this morning. Oh no! It's like holy shit. You know, he played on the baseball team. He was. 20 years old but yeah. we studied physics i mean chemistry together god that's so strange because he was super smart well super no redneck. Yeah. i mean you never know like he hit a deer just... on his way home from hunting like <laughs> like who is this guy that got up at 4 30 in the morning to go hunting before his 8 a.m chemistry final i don't know he's like i gotta i gotta get a couple deer killed and then get back <laughs> bloodless yeah. knows no bounds i yeah. guess carly i'm not really no. sure yeah, it, was, it was crazy so you wrap up an old miss and you, you and i stayed i mean i stayed in oxford i loved i loved living in i mean it's it's a small town yeah it's super nice in the summer all of the kids leave so you're just in this super quaint uh pretty liberal city i yeah. mean it's definitely the mo- i would say the most liberal city in mississippi, in mississippi. um I met a lot of really cool people. I still have very good friends there. I mean, it's almost more home to me than Memphis. Mm. You know, whenever I go back home, when I fly to Memphis, I always take a trip to Oxford. Yeah. Just, wow. So it's I like, mean, I lived across the street from William Faulkner's grave. Really? Yeah. Did it still sm- smell of opium? Oh, yeah. Tons of booze. <laughs> Mostly booze because... I would wake up sometimes, like, "What's going? Wait, what's going on?" It's like, "Oh, Faulkner's there's kids. Ghost to get out. <laughs> Faulkner, there's kids drinking whiskey on nah, his grave and like gonna, pouring out whiskey." That's now on my bucket list. Yeah, I no. hadn't even thought about well, that. Well, yeah, because you can go visit his grave, you can go see his house, you can go to Roanoke. Yeah, and, I mean, it's pretty amazing. That's pretty. Yeah, it is amazing. Well, then it begs the question: that things are going quite well in Oxford. What? Why would you? Not that I don't love Austin. Been here in a while, but why? the fuck did you head to Austin? <laughs> so I was dating a guy, uh, ah, yes. dating someone at the time. Yeah. And he was, uh, he still lives in Austin, but no he was one of the last single cool people. So basically, so at this point I'm mid, you know, 32. Yeah. And before. Like the big chill I'm and, getting in. Like, do you see that movie? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody More than pairs one. up. Yes. Yeah. Amazing it kind movie. of is what happens because you're left with, you're in a college town, so you're left with very young men. Yeah. Like half your age. Is it, it feels did that like. appeal to you? Oh, yeah. Okay. That was super fun. <laughs> I dated a lot of younger guys. Good. Um, is that okay in the South? Oh, it's okay. I mean, no, their parents didn't like it. Of course not. No, their parents didn't. They don't want me. you to be the, the more experienced and mature one. Yeah, right? no. They're like, what is this? She's destroying them. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like whatever. I mean, yeah, I was. I will say that's probably not the nicest time in my life. I'm like, it's raining. Will you drive me to class? <laughs> and I would get dropped off at the front door yeah. of biology or whatever. You know what? Yeah. If you use, if you have it, use it. Oh, I used it. Yeah, that's good. It's good to know. People uh, I'm going to go to Memphis it. for the weekend. We watch my dog for free. Ah, yeah, thanks. Lovely. Yeah, so perfect. You knew what you're doing. Whatever. Cut out for this business. Yeah. <laughs> Failing at it now. No. Um. So yeah. So I. This guy that I've been friends with probably the whole time I lived there. I mean, 
it was one of our friends kind of set us up on a date. Yeah. And it was one of those moments where like, why haven't we ever gone out before? You're single and my age and you're not a drunk because that's what you end up with are the guys okay. that that are still living in a college town right. hanging out at your bar every never night and they never grow up and yeah. you're like I don't want to I don't want to hang out with this guy who shoots rumplements <laughs> five nights a week <laughs> shoots deers at and, four yeah. man and then is you know whatever he does the next day so John and I started dating my parents loved him we were together probably a year before we really started talking about what are we going to do? Yeah. Like, what is our plan? Are we going to stay in Oxford? Are we not? And at the time I was, I didn't want to bartend anymore. So I started testing recipes because we were going to buy a food truck because there weren't any. Okay. And we were going to open a food truck in this little area that we knew was going to be huge sure. in two years at that point. So we drove all over looking at food trucks, looking online i'm testing all kinds of recipes to see like what kind of you know what, what i was, would work what right? would work yeah. what would make sense for this is the busy season this is when it rains for a month straight mm -hmm. you know how how it was really going to work and i did catering on the side like on my own i did a, done a bunch of events especially for my clients they would yeah. hire me and i would cook private parties and that kind of thing for them and one day he said would you he said i love austin I've gone to ACL a couple times. You were him. He did. Okay. And he said, would you consider living there? And I said, maybe. And then one day we were just driving back to Oxford from Memphis. And I said, let's just do it. Let's if, just if, go. If you really, if you want to sell your house and move to Austin, I'll go with you. Like, let's just go. Yeah. I have, I'm, it's time. Sure. If not, because then I started to panic. Like I kind of, at that moment, looked at my life and said, if we stay here, I'm going to end up married and probably have two kids Pro yeah. and I'm going to be living in Oxford, Mississippi. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that as mm -hmm. a, what people do. It just wasn't what, when I looked forward, Yeah, it wasn't where I wanted to, it yeah. wasn't how I wanted to see myself. Um, so we broke everyone's hearts, our parents' hearts and moved, packed the bags and moved to Austin and no kidding. broke what, up. Like what year was this? Six months later. I don't know what year. I'm like, what year did Drinkwell open? I can't remember. Because <laughs> that was my first job. So Three almost years? five years ago. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, because they're, yeah, so. They'll be celebrating their fourth? Their fifth year in, fifth? in February. Oh, wow. Yeah, because we opened in February and I moved here January 13th. So that was that was your first gig? Yeah, that was my first job. No kidding. Where were you living around? I lived, part of town? I lived on West and Pearl. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it was a great house. Because yeah. when we came to visit, we came a month before we were moving to try to find a place to live. And we drove around and I thought Austin was the ugliest city. Because <laughs> coming from the South where they're... Oh, great architecture. It's beautiful. There are big trees everywhere. Everything is green and lush and the houses are beautiful and yeah. they're old and they have charm. Even the really old houses with squeaky floors and the ceilings kind of sagging. It's still right, it's just so charm. much charm. And the places that we could afford to live... Ugh which is pretty much where I live now. Um, but at the time, <laughs> you know, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't wrap my head around living way out. Right. Like I just couldn't do it. And it was our last night. I was crying, being such a dramatic brat. And we drove down this street and there was a for rent sign and it's next to all those huge mansions. Yeah, There's oh, this yeah. one little duplex that's tucked away on Pearl. 
up and downstairs duplex and it said for rent and I called they showed it to us that night hardwood wow. floors tall ceilings built-in bookshelves you liked it and it was beautiful like big giant windows and I was like okay I can live here amazing and so we moved in January I got hired at Drinkwell about a week before they opened wow and then six months later yeah the relationship and didn't then work out it didn't work out and well, just br- briefly, what would you say if you had to, these are your memoirs, why exactly did that not work out? Seemed like everything was lined up all right. What I was he think, doing? Like, I think, you know, we made sense in Mississippi Yeah. because, I, I hate to say it this way, but that was all that we had. Sure. You know, I think it made sense then. I think once we got to this city, um, we just, it was very different. And it was my first time as an adult yeah. to really get out on my own. And and also, I had a job. I had two full, basically two full-time jobs. What was the other one? And Because I was teaching Pilates. Because oh, I started doing that immediately. Mm. And then working at Drinkwell, and he didn't have a job just yet. And didn't have a job until the, like, he got a job the day I told him I wanted to move out. Wow. So um, I think that, and that's big for me. I mean, I come from a family that... My dad to it, right? Like, yeah, my dad works yeah. hard. I mean, when I was, <clears throat> when my brother was born, you know, my mom said, your dad had three jobs. Like he lost his job and then he got three jobs yeah. to make up for losing his one job. And my dad goes to work at 6.30 in the morning and he works as long as he has to and he owns his own business and he's just, and then he comes home and he does yard work and he takes care of the house and he's just a hard worker and so yeah. and so is my mom and that's just how I was raised. And it wasn't about money because John had a ton of money. You know, he had a lot of yeah. money, but it was that, I think it was that I would come home from work and he's like, let's go see the city. And I'm like, I just want to watch. all day, yeah. I just want to watch Designing Women <laughs> <laughs> and drink a glass of wine and put my feet up and put on my fat girl pajamas and not think about it. Like those are, I mean, honestly, like when you- when Different tempos. Different because both, yeah. both jobs I had required that I had to be on all the time. Like, right. you know, you're- when you're in Pilates, you're because I taught pri- mostly private lessons, so it was one on one. So you're someone's therapist yeah. the whole time. Going and I, most of the clients I had had severe injuries, mm. so it was very detailed work of trying to rehab them. And then I would go bartend and God, and a, especially just have at, to nurture everybody, especially at drink well because yeah. that was a new style right. for me. So it was so much I had to study a lot at home and it was a lot to memorize and kind of figure out my way around that scene and that bar and and so it just it just didn't work out and I got lucky a girl that is from Memphis that we were very good friends early college in our early 20s and then she moved off to Florida and then to DC mm. happened to move here 6 months no 6 weeks before I did no kidding and so we became friends meet she facebook me and yeah. was like we should hang out. Was she in the industry too? No. No. Okay. That's and even better. Yeah. So we started, we hung out all the time. And so I told her I was moving out and I was apartment shopping and I called her crying. I'm like, I don't think I can afford to live in Austin by myself. Yeah. And she said, well, just move in with me. So I moved into her apartment. We stayed there till her lease was up. And then we lived in two houses together after that. I've actually, I think I met You met Mary. Yeah. Yeah. She's super funny. Yes, you did. I, I remember did. you met yeah, her at Drinkwell. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Years ago. Yeah, she's Jeez. hilarious. She's getting married next in November. That's amazing. So yeah, she's back in Memphis. Oh, okay. Now, but yeah, we live together until Sean and I now live together. Yeah. But 
Well, that's brilliant. So yeah, so it worked out. I mean, it was... It totally works out. One of those Facebook miracles. It's all seren- serendipitous. Well, yeah. Facebook <laughs> does a lot of good things. Does a lot of very piss poor things, too, I think, <laughs> at the same time. But so it went from... So Drinkwell, were you work? Where else did you work uh, besides Drinkwell? So I started at Drinkwell. Yeah. Where else did I work? Was Whistler somewhere? I worked at Whistler's. Yeah, that's what I thought. And then JW, um, of course. Well, yeah, so I quit Drinkwell, sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a long, a long departure yeah. because I <laughs> thought, you know, you make bad decisions, but I thought it was a good decision to go take a cocktail waitress position at Key. That's right. Because that's I right. thought it was the right career move. Because mm. in my mind, it's like I'm going to go work, and this is going to be the next restaurant empire right, in right. Austin, and you know, it's going to be the next McGuire Mormon where it's just one after the next and you just grow with that company because I look at McGuire Mormon and how they really push people forward. Yeah, you know, well, wh- they whether they move their staff all the time. Yeah, whether they, I mean, people who have worked for them. June's got her own place, yeah, for God's yeah, sake. I mean, yeah. which is amazing, yeah, by the way. I get it. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Um, So yeah, so that's what I thought. Well, and that's not what happened. And I think the place is great. It just wasn't for right. me. You know, it, it was not a point. It wasn't the right decision I don't think it was a, it just didn't work out. That's a better way yeah, to say it. Yeah, that's fair. So that's when I started working at Whistler's. So I think I started at Whistler's about six months after it opened. Gotcha. And yeah, I knew it was pretty early on. And then, and then Dennis, at that point, Dennis had was managing Drinkwell mm-hmm. and called me one day. It was in November. He's like, can I buy you lunch? I'm like, mm, what's this all about? Uh oh. He doesn't what's, call. He doesn't reach out for anything. Yeah, no, he doesn't even return texts anymore. That's right. Yeah. The only text I get from Dennis was what I got last night. Shut up. Like that's the only. <laughs> that's the only thing that's that, about right. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'll kick you. Son of a bitch. So yeah. So Dennis took me to lunch and said, so I'm gonna need you two shifts a week. So basically, I went back to Drinkwell two shifts a week. I worked on Tuesdays, which was tiki night. Yeah. So I worked really hard while Dennis carved out pineapples. And lit stuff on mm-hmm. fire. <laughs> so yeah, that that was my. That's what he's doing over at the Roosevelt? Yeah, room. exactly. Just fires and carving. That's fires it. and carving. That really is what his job is. Yeah, it's basically. He's, he's very, really good with power he's tools. Very, uh, what's the word? Primordial. Yeah, yeah. It's a good word. Yeah, it's one of the ones. The sludge. The primordial. Do, do you use that one a lot? Uh, every probably every couple months. Oh wow! I like that one. Yeah, I. Are you really good at trivia? It depends. If it's tri- trivial in essence, oh yeah. Okay. If it's important, crosswords are those your thing? No, I I I like quiz quiz stuff like trivia questions and stuff like okay. that. Okay. Uh, I also like Cards Against Humanity. I think that's a really good game. I do too. To try to trick people into thinking you're funny, or simply being funny. I'm much funnier. Like we should do this interview again <laughs> once I've had four daiquiris. <laughs> Because then I'll actually tell you things without the filter. I feel Good. very, I do feel very, that's the only thing I did tell someone not drinking is I feel very, feel less fun and not in a, I can't go out and do things. Right. I, I just, I don't know where the filter came from because I haven't had it most of my life, but I feel more, I feel like there's something that stops me from saying what ex- is about to come out of my mouth right. and then I make it a little nicer. Hmm, interesting. Or, you soften it. Or more PC, I guess. Really? That's. You know. I mean, that's fine. You'd be good in politics. God knows everybody needs rhetoric. Yeah. Right? And people that watch what they say, 
I personally think, and you know, we're drinking Lacroix, Lacroix, whatever the fuck. It's, it's exhausting just thinking about <laughs> the name. But I think I you should know. pronounce the X. Lacroix. 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 I mean, why have an X? If this you is can't? the longest commercial for Lacroix they've ever had. <laughs> they should send us cases. <laughs> we should get to um, test out flavors for them. I think that. I think so. I think there will be a gluten free one soon. I uh, hope so. I hope or they a make corn gluten, flavored one. <laughs> gluten free <laughs> lacroix. Well, so I gotta wonder, and I talked to Nikki Petrie the other day, uh, part of the the arch nemesis group, Southern Glazers, right? Why, why would you go from being behind the bar, being recognized, having, in a sense, in the dynamic of the contact, having the power, you're the dealer, right? What was it appealing about making that shift to Republic, the distribution side of the house? I think for me, I was really looking for consistency in my life. Like I was mm. really looking for a little bit more stability. Yeah. You know, knowing, you know, I've had some health issues in the past and the last year, you know, it, it was it was just a struggle because when, you know, I missed in a two-month period, I missed almost 20 shifts. Wow. So that's 20 days that I didn't get paid. Right. And there is nothing coming in. And yeah, so I was you just, were, like, ultimately better at it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I was just looking for some some stability, but I wouldn't have taken just any job. You know, I, I'd on, originally applied for the mixologist position, but they thought Trey was better than me. Whatever. Glasses. Whatever. But that's only because you don't wear glasses. I, I don't wear glasses. I tried to wear glasses, but they hurt my eyes. If I didn't you really do need it, you could have got the mixology. I know. Thing. Yeah, I didn't have a. <laughs> I didn't have a fancy tiki shirt. Yeah. You're not into film. Not into film at all. <laughs> God damn it. No, I love Trey. Um, I'm He's actually great. super excited that we get to work together and that he has the job that yeah. he has and that I have the job I have. But I'd applied for that job and apparently because of all of the people that really supported me moving forward, like Beth Reynolds mm -hmm. with William Grant and Ashley Bible, who I worked with all the time doing stuff for Old Forrester. Yeah. And they were like, no, they have a job for you, I promise. The issue was they all knew that Evan was leaving to go work for Del McGay, yeah. but Evan hadn't put his notice in yet. Oh, man. So no one else knew. And so it was sort of, there was a plan for me that I didn't know about, but it worked. So that's now, nice though. Yeah, right? but it is really nice. I mean, that's, that's one thing I, you know, when managing and then kind of mentoring certain people, I'm like don't burn bridges and the people that are nice to you be as nice back to them as you can sure. because it's going to come back. And oh, it's it, karmic. And it, and it matters. It totally I mean, is. My, my resume, whatever it looked like, my list of referrals, references, whatever you want to call them, yeah. was huge for the industry because I'd done so much work with these people. Absolutely. And you and, have a good rapport. You've got integrity, which is some people, and I, I was thinking about this today, love Twitter, love turning topics. And I was I saw, I just happened to see Right before this came up, Wednesday, wisdom is the, the turning topic for today. Of course, like take back Thursday, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> There's one for every goddamn day of the week. But I had just seen a, one of my friends on Facebook, quote unquote friend, post a picture celebrating. There's a bunch of dudes, bunch of party dudes celebrating some brand, serving lots of cocktails. And there's the dude without a shirt on. Right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's there in the front row like, yo, like, like the, the hype guy, yeah. shirts unbuttoned all the way. 
And I said, I'm not exactly sure how this guy has integrity or is in any sense a respectable gentleman. So that's something that you, you, you're not, you're, you're absolutely, you're well-spoken, right? You carry yourself well, you've got integrity, people respect you. You're not puking on everybody's shoes. No, I try not to ever puke on anyone's shoes. That's bad, bad business, yeah, right? Bad really career bad move. Business. Yeah. Even if they're, they're not sandals, it's still bad. Yeah. I mean, and, and you're right. Like I, it's surprising to me though, how many people, especially in our industry that have that sort of dynamic and they yeah. have that. It's almost like John Belushi right. mentality, right? Go, go big or go home. And for me, I can't, we have a, we all, in in my role, like we all say that we have our bars mm-hmm. where we can go and we're not working and I can go and I can cut loose a little bit, but right. my bars that are my, the places that are now my accounts, I don't ever want them to see me in, in any yeah, lesser, less than favorable right. kind of state. Of course not. Because it doesn't matter that that's the business that we're in, they're still going to think of you that way. Of course. You know, they're still going to remember. People don't forget. Yeah, they don't. You know, do, you, like, oh. do you think it's more difficult for women too? Because guys like are expected to be idiots, you know, but women are, somehow they have, to, the, the set of expectations, and I, I don't envy this, right? The set of expectations for a woman is almost they have to take the high road morally, ethically, with integrity more than the guys do always. Well, yeah, because, I mean, the thing I see the most with women is, if and in it, it's more in a, and not even like a party zone, but right. if you're if you stand up and you're very determined and you say what you think and you just throw it out there and you don't think first, people are like, oh, "What a bitch!" Right, double standard for sure. And it's a super big double standard because if a man, it's like, ah, oh, he's strong and he's powerful and he's a leader. He's outspoken. He's outspoken. It's I like, don't oh, care who, bitch. what kind of wall he wants to build. He's got values. And, you know, I, th- I think I'm guilty, too. Like, if you see a girl, if you see, I mean, I think you people have used, people like, people have used, oh, she's so slutty. Right. You know, they use those words oh, yeah. or, oh, there she goes again, can't hold her alcohol. And it's, you know, might just be a one-time thing, but they're going to think about it all the time. Like, yeah. There's certain people who've, that's their persona, that's who they are, but it's typically men mm-hmm. that it's considered, oh, that's. Oh, that's just so and so. Right. It's fine. That's just how they are. Don't don't worry about it. That's so shitty. It's what it is. But you know, but it is how the deck is played out, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's how how you have to kind of approach it and you have to be even more on top of your game, even more composed, I guess, right? right. What is it? So what is ultimately your title cuz we worked together You've been really, really helpful. Thank you so much with like delivering guests to my door. You know, <laughs> I've been refusing coming to your door, but yeah, there's that too. You know, but you know, I, I, I think you were probably just waiting for the right time, career-wise, and when maybe you felt like you had something to say. You always said you're so boring. You always told me that, I, like, oh, I don't have anything to say. Like, yeah, you do. You've lived <laughs> a little bit of a life, Carly. There are yeah, plenty old. of things to talk about. Yeah, we forgot to talk about when I got punched at Tails. Oh, that's right. No, oh, I was yeah. going to circle back for sure. How do you remember that? I was like, that was the life. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, all right. So, we're going to, we'll, we'll end with the Tails thing because I think that makes you seem fierce, which is good. I try to be fierce. That's a good word for, for women. I think it's very empowering. 
whether I even really know what it means, I, I don't necessarily know what it means. But so what is so what is your official title? What's so my called? title is Craft Spirits Specialist. Specialist, okay. And yeah, you so, deal with great brands from my right. my experience. I mean, I you know I say that I love ninety percent of my portfolio. Yeah. You know, and that's that's that's, that's rare. Yeah, you don't even love ninety percent of the people you work with. Right. No. So and I and even now there's stuff like I sit sometimes and Trey and I'll look through our catalog and I'm like, what is that? Never even seen that before. Yeah. And so we'll pull a sample of it and I mean we did it yesterday. We had a cachaça. Oh. Such a hard word for me. It is. Um and it was delicious and amazing. And I was like, oh. incredible, yeah. But I've also had some really terrible ones and it's I'm like, oh, this tastes like burnt rubber in my mouth That's and right. very high in Go alcohol. Olympics. You know. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> Don't swim in the water. <laughs> <laughs> or else. <laughs> or else. He says, and they just pour cachas in the water yeah, instead that of chlorine. Would have worked out all right. That would have been a much better place to swim. <laughs> but yeah, so that's my title. We have a few specialists at RNDC. You know, so Trey's the, he's considered a specialist. His job is the mixologist. I do not envy his role at all. Yeah. Because he has to go to Corpus Christi. No, he loves that. <laughs> I know. That makes him so happy. He's like, going to Corpus. I'm like, see you next You're the only one stoked, Yeah, man. Yeah. He's always stoked to go yeah. to Corpus. No, I mean, his job's hard. He's constantly creating, because he has integrity, like yeah. you said. He doesn't use the same drink on any menu. So he might make a drink, a cocktail for some small little place in right. West, One location. Right? West San Antonio and something up in Round Rock. Two places that people would never go to this. People would never go. Right. They never know that the that those, same drink was, yeah. And he won't do it. Yeah. Which, True to his values. You know, he's an artist. Yeah, and he's always at home doing stuff. We talk on the phone probably a total of an hour every, almost every day. I'm wow. sure his wife hates it. <laughs> um, it's I've talked on the phone more to him than I ever did in the years of my Swatch phone. Yeah, amazing. You know, did you have a Swatch phone? No, never did. I had the one that you could was two pieces, so two people could be on the phone. Oh my god, that's so incredible! So like my girlfriends could be over. I don't. Have, I never had friends. I just needed one phone, if if that. Did no you one. need a phone if you didn't have friends? Not particularly. Yeah, <laughs> I was a late adopter. <laughs> I think. <laughs> but it's good. No, you know, you're working with the likes of Trey. You're working with great brands like St. George, for yeah. example. Great portfolio of stuff. Seems like a good move. It's given you some kind of normalcy, perhaps. You know. Yes. And it's also afforded you the opportunity to travel. You're doing this thing with Campari, which right. going to Italy here shortly. As you asked me, hey, how do I? Make sure that nobody can text my ass on my vacation. <laughs> it's important. We'll, well, it is important. We'll figure. We'll, we'll have to figure. And it out. if it, I was like, Mike G can develop this if it isn't already a thing. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see about that. It, it it is a thing. Now I'll show you how that works. But tails, of course, is the mecca of events, at least domestically. And you got punched. How the hell? Do you get punched when I don't think you're very rowdy? You don't start shit. Oh, no, I wasn't. I wasn't being rowdy. Yeah, was it? it was. So, you know, being from Memphis, we traveled to New Orleans all of the time. Like, right. That's where my parents, um, they actually haven't been since Katrina. But before that, that's they would take vacations there all the time. They mm -hmm. took us there as kids. My dad owns a lighting company. So he would and usually hired service people, servicemen to work on the hotels. Mm -hmm. Um him but he would keep the new orleans hotels 
So we would stay for free. Oh, I see. So, I mean, I spent most a good deal of my birthdays in New Orleans because my birthday always would fall over spring break. Yeah. Oh, it's perfect. So, yeah. So we would hang out in New Orleans. So I grew up loving New Orleans. Um, then my mom always loved the Saints because of Archie Manning mm, okay. going to Ole Miss, all of that. Kind Makes of some stuff. sense. Yeah. So, and growing up, there wasn't an NFL team close to us. Like right. there is in Nashville now, but there wasn't. Yeah, during not then. Their childhood, because they're both from Memphis. So, I love New Orleans. This was the weirdest experience that I've ever had there. So, I'd gone to dinner with a friend, got dropped off. I was meeting. So, it, on Thursdays at midnight, there's toast. There's a USBG toast okay. with as many USBG members from across the nation sure. meet up at midnight right outside of the old Absinthe House. The national USBG president is up on a balcony, usually gives a little toast. Everybody cheers. Uh, well, we started doing this big Texas thing. Uh, Travis Tober, Chris Furtado, like sure. got really, you know, they were super supportive of it. Brought a Texas flag. This year was actually hung upside down. But that's... <laughs> Neither That's here. Austin. Austin's the upside down. Austin Texas gets flag. it wrong sometimes. <laughs> yeah. We didn't know the star was supposed to point up. Up, yeah. yeah. David Allen corrected everyone, but whatever. <laughs> so they're out there waving this flag around. So I just walk up, and it's packed. You know, it's because it's right there on Bourbon. So it's it's yeah. on Bourbon, right? And the the cross street you can still drive on. And I walk up, and someone's like, "Oh my God, this crazy girl just threw a drink into the audience." And is screaming racist. And I was like, oh, that's weird. Whatever. Like, I didn't even think about it. So I'm, yeah. So I'm, so Chris hands me too many bottles of High West, right? Which aren't a real thing. So I was super excited to have I've those. I've never even seen them. Yeah. Exactly. Like, they made them for tails. So I had my little High West minis. And then Anya pulls out, she'd made, she'd made little mini tea punches. Oh, amazing. So I'm drinking my tea punch, standing there talking. To, is it not fortuitous that it's called punch? Yes. Uh. I never even thought about that. So I'm drinking my the guy tea that punch. punch. His name was Tea. No. Yes. It, it probably was her name. <laughs> so this girl who is smaller than me. Okay. And comes and not that race normally matters, but right. when I'm being called racist, it matters that it's by a white person. Sure. Just because it well, helps. It's like it's weird. I'm like, wait, what? Pop, like, yeah, it's strange. So this small white girl comes charging the audience or the crowd and okay. says you racist and then she decks me she hits me in she the was jaw. talking about you all of us so oh, oh i see the the crowd she didn't even feel like using a plural yeah so i yeah real I, bright real, real bright, bright. <laughs> yeah poor girl not so bright so she hits me well i'm like okay so i hit her back because that's what you do what kind of punch we're talking to hook I don't, I, so i don't really it was so fast. I don't know you exactly. Just I just reacted. Yeah. Um, you can I think ask. You got some length. I would imagine a jab would yeah. be good. Yeah. I mean, for I you. think it was. But then I was so mad. Like it happened quick. But then I was mad because I'm like, someone just fucking someone, punched me. But I'm kind of sensitive. I was more hurt that someone called me racist. <laughs> like my feelings were hurt. So this girl. So I go after her and. I yell for the cop. I'm like, this girl just attacked me. And she starts running off and they grab her. Yeah. But as I'm going towards her and yelling, all these people pull me off of her. And what I realize that is just makes the situation super ironic is that I'm standing with no white people. 
So I get charged and called racist, but I'm but Leo yeah. is holding the Texas flag. And I'm standing with Dante that works at the W. Right. And then a whole bunch of the guys that work at Michley in San Antonio I had just been to their event. Right, right. So we're all hanging out together. Pretty like, diverse group. So in a, yeah. And she is crazy. So they arrest her. She resists arrest. It's a big dramatic thing. People start doing the thing they do. So they're filming. Right, of course. You know, and causing a scene. All the horse cops They're going to shoot up. her. Yeah, no, and it's no. like, mm. And come, what we have realized is we think she was just super wasted and confused makes sense and thought we were waving a confederate flag oh my like maybe like that that's really and no that's and and so rumor has it is that she told the cop well they were waving a confederate flag i never heard that so i I cannot confirm that's a pretty good theory but it's a good theory because why else because I yeah, I have no other reason. I, no other reason to understand why. But what a terrible way to end your night, in New Orleans! Like going God. to jail in New Orleans has to be one of the worst things. Sure. Ever. Was she in the industry or just no? A local? She was just a local. Okay. Because part of the story I tell is, oh, so this little hipster. Because I say hipster only. And I guess that means I'm calling myself a hipster. Maybe. She had on this Urban Outfitters dress that I tried uh, on earlier that day. Okay, okay. And I was like, oh, she's wearing that same, like, you know, yeah. as she's lying there on the street. I'm like, oh. She's Hipsters sometimes don't know their flags. Yeah. Sometimes they just really don't. Like, I couldn't tell you the Prove flag. <laughs> I just don't know yeah, what I it don't is. Know. I don't know. I don't know what. Is that Havana Club in your garbage can? Yeah. Like, tell me that's not a picture. I was like, real Havana Club? Yeah, that's the Maestro Selección. Uh, we killed that bottle a couple months ago. I'm glad it's gone because I would have. Uh... There's some downstairs. Oh, great. <laughs> I'll save it for later. <laughs> we'll have to save it for later. Well, <gasps> I think that's a, pretty, a brilliant like anecdote to end the, the chat on. I'm still at a loss as to why you felt you weren't interesting or why you couldn't sit down and chat with me. But I'll do it again. See, well, there we go. I'm trying to find these themes. I'm like, well, let's have it. Let's have a panel on rum. Let's have a panel on racism. Like I just want to do whatever I can do. I no, I think it, I think it would be funny. Um, I think we should do. We could do a, but also educational. Like I think sure. having a panel with, um, with my friends who call me Snowflake, That's which is me. I don't even know what that would mean. Um, well, it's a group of people. Well, we'll just have to. Yeah. See, leave that. That's a good. Spo- Snowflake. That's a good dot, oh, I got dot, my dot. name Snowflake. Snowflake. That's good. I like it. And this is the first drinking LaCroix with anybody. So I'm glad that you encouraged well, che- me to do that. Well, cheers. Uh, so your LaCroix. Yeah. Croix. Croix. My, I, my first weekend, I drank six of these trying not to drink. Yeah. And my friend tagged it. He was like, girl, you LaCroixy. Brilliant. And I thought it was awesome. <laughs> it's, pretty good. it's pretty good. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. And you didn't burp once, which was a main, main I'm concern. holding it back. I did have a I, Topo Chico before I, I came. I did, but you can't tell because I know I know this thing's hot, so I got to make sure that everything goes in it is quality. So good. I always kind of step away. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for chatting, Carly. It's been too long. We'll do a panel soon, yeah? Yes. Thank you. Snowflake. Well, there we have it. The Southern Belle herself from Republic National Distribution Company, the craft specialist here in Austin, Carly Dunavant. I'm glad we got to talk to an actual celiac person, someone who actually suffers from this ailment, can't eat pizza, can't 
drink beer and talk about gluten sensitivity, all these kind of dietary things and what's really going on in the spirits industry and how marketing yet again is an amazingly astute method of using smoke and mirrors. It was great getting to know Carly, I've known her for years, but this first time we actually sat down, she was reticent to do so for so many months and almost a year now, but it was great to have her and I'm looking forward to some future things and great new products coming out from Republic. So thanks everybody for listening to Show to V. No matter what kind of omelet you're thinking about making in the morning or if you really do think fish oil supplements are worth the money, please keep dancing.